Hey guys, and welcome to another podcast with Blockchain Camp. My name is Richard Green, one of the digital asset educators. And at Blockchain Camp, we try to make crypto simple for you. And our goal is to help a million people out there to understand the crypto ecosystem. On today's podcast, guys, we have a very special guest known as Good Guy Greg. Got to say that three times. Good Guy Greg. Good Guy Greg. Greg, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here and uh, joining us here today. Thank you for having me, Richard. It's a pleasure. Uh, I've heard a lot about Blockchain Camp, and I can't wait to get into it with you. Awesome, bro. Always good to have you here. Um, you're kind of known in the space as uh, the kind of go-to guy for up-and-coming projects in the crypto space, and we've we've heard things about you maybe working with Randy Zuckerberg. That's let's let's talk about that a little later. But let's let's hear about your experience and what brought you into the crypto game and what you've gone through so far. Let's hear about Good Guy Greg. Okay, well, I guess it all started when, um, I'm sure lots of people have heard of the Joe Rogan podcast, and, you know, he's got lots of different people on there, and one of the people he had on at one point was Andreas Antopoulos. I think that's how you pronounce his name, is that how it? Sounds about right. It's something Opolis. He's a Greek fellow. Um, he uh, he's, he's a talking a, head for Bitcoin. He is, he is, and rightfully so. You know, this is when um, this was like back when you know 2016. I want to say I first like 2015, 2016. I first really heard about it. I was skeptical. You know, I always saw the value in the technology and what uh, Bitcoin and blockchain could bring to the world, but I just wasn't sure the world would be sold on it and maybe more or less, you know, big banks and whether, you know, um, it's, um, it's use case would really be utilized because, you know, there are, there are several entities out there who it might not favor in terms of the, in terms of the banking system anyways. Um, so I first heard about it then and I was kind of interested in it, but, uh, I, I couldn't invest I, you know, uh, I have no idea what markets were like, you know, whether, you know, just cause like it, it went from like a couple cents to a few dollars, a few dollars Insane to a few ones. hundred. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. And when you see it get to that point, you're just like, okay, uh, I've never seen stocks that were hundreds of dollars. You know, you always see them for like a dollar, $2. I didn't know like market caps and all that stuff. And I just figured, 300 you know when when i was considering investing it was like around 300 and bitcoin I was, like, was the price around 300 yeah, 300 wow and i was like three <laughs> High, hindsight 2020 right yeah i i i thought 300 is a big number i am not getting in that's <laughs> that's all i really thought about and then sure i saw i saw big use for the technology i thought it would be good i believed in what andreas was saying on joe rogan and i thought hey this could go bigger and you know what? I missed I missed it going all the way up to around thirteen hundred, and then three thousand, and then just parabolic movements. Parabolic movements, and I finally got in probably around the ten k mark. Okay. And you know, I this was in two thousand seventeen, and I saw some gains from there. I I invested in some altcoins. Altcoins went parabolic during that season. We remember that. That was yes. that was epic. That was great. That was for me. That was awesome. I know there are lots of people that have been in for a lot longer and have experienced this a lot more times. So but that was huge for me. And I and I, you know what? I thought 
you know what, crypto's market cap, it's not even at a trillion dollars. I know that it can reach over a trillion dollars. And I thought, there's nothing stopping this. It's going to keep going up. And then we had the bear market and dump, 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 dump. I was able to protect a lot of uh, a lot of my holdings, but did I did I hedge properly the way I should have? Did I keep everything? And I, I'd love to say I did, but no, I got I got hurt pretty bad from it. But it was a learning experience, and you know what? I'm prepared for the next uh, bull market when that happens. But uh, overall, yeah, I just got I just got interested in its use case. You know, being able to transfer funds without any middleman, without these hidden fees, without somebody making money on every transaction. It's always seemed really cool to me. And these altcoins and their and their what they're trying to achieve and what they're trying to add to blockchain has always interested me in, as well. But now, ever since this bear market, you become a little more of a skeptic too because... Sure, there's all these things that are tokenized, but do they really need a token? Sure, what they're offering might sound good and all, but what's you don't know where, let's say you're investing in something and it's on its way up, you don't know where the people below you bought in and what they're willing to dump at. You might think of projects undervalued, but you have no idea how overvalued it is to someone else. So you have to be careful because this is a retail market at the end of the day and you know, the, there's a lot of whales out there just waiting to dump on you. So we learned the hard way, but, you know, we're gotta, still we're still in it and we're ready for the next one. Gotta love the whales. But, Greg, you made a good point. With, with over 2,000 cryptocurrencies in circulation, um, just on CoinMarketCap, there's probably more that aren't listed. You know, how do you determine which project is a winner and what sort of strategies are, strategies are you using personally to kind of filter out all the noise, because if you're on crypto Twitter and guys, good guy, Greg is big on crypto Twitter mm-hmm. and an MMA. Um, how do you filter it? Well, yeah. First, first of all, my Twitter is good guy Greg at g zero zero d g u y g r three g. Shameless um, plug. Shameless plug. But if you wanted to find me, that's where I am. Um, yeah, how, how I try and filter out the project, I, I try and see, like, is there a use case for this project? Are they going to bring blockchain closer to the mainstream? I guess I guess a huge thing is, is this project going to be something my parents could understand and invest in, you know? Right. That's something that's huge for me now because there's all these people on the sidelines that don't understand crypto don't understand computers and don't really feel comfortable using it. And whenever I see a technology or a project that makes it easier for those people to either understand it or get into the blockchain space, I'm I'm bullish on it. Like uh, Pundix, for example, is one where you know they have the Pundix card, they have the Pundix. Um, what's it called? The thing that scans your card. The point of sale system. Yeah, the point of sale system. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so stuff like that, it's like where they make it for the computer or tech illiterate and they make it so they can take advantage of crypto, then yeah, stuff like that's cool to me. Also, if like ICO investing in general, you're always going to want to make sure there's a good team, a proven team, some good investors and advisors behind it. The token metrics are favorable. They're not trying to get too greedy and get uh, too much money. 
You know, like they're not. So let's let's talk about yeah. ICOs for a minute. Okay. I mean, in 2018, I think the numbers are around 800 to 900. Uh, is it million or billion? Was raised in ICOs. Oh, uh, got to be I, a million, right? It's got to be million. Yeah. No, no, no. It's got to be billion. Billion. I'd say like so. Orbs, for example, they they raised 111 million on their own. Right. There was that Telegram one that raised close to a billion, didn't it? I don't know what happened with that, but didn't it raise close to a billion? Like the amount of money that's been raised in ICOs is in the billions. For sure. I think it's closer to $7 billion after looking it up. And with so many projects just coming into the space and, you know, claiming that they're the next big thing and the next Bitcoin, the next Ethereum, um, you know, we see, we've seen this trend going from people trying to get whitelisted, um, and you can tell us what that is in a second and how to get into the into the public sale, how to get into the private sale, how to get into the pre-sale. What's going on with all of these sales? Is this space just crowded? And, you know, what's your involvement in ICO space? I know it's a lot of questions throwing at you at once, but I see you like to talk. So I'm going to give you the floor and just, just <laughs> no, share no, with this. No, no worries. Um, so, yeah. Do I think that ICO space is crowded? First of all, Absolutely. You know, ever since, so in 2017, there was an ICO boom. Lots of people got uh, rich off ICOs. Like, there were people, like, Ian Bellina is a big name. Ian Shalina. Shalina. He's a shameless shiller, but uh, you know what? He's made some serious gains from crypto. Oh, I've seen the Icon 100X. Yeah. He made some, the Wabi, he made some pretty good calls. He made some amazing calls, and he, you know, he had a spreadsheet. He was very diligent, and he did his homework on these ICOs. And during that boom, it's not going to work in is It only works really in a bull. Well, it really worked in a bull market when everything was flying, and ICOs were this. They were in a bubble. You know, people just thought this. It was this endless stream of money, um, flowing in. And you know what? It really didn't matter. It barely mattered what project you were in, as long as you were in something, you know. It it, it just it was almost like an instant four X on on a list. Incredible, yeah, it was incredible. But uh, but is the space crowded in terms of ICOs? Ab- absolutely, because because there was this boom. Now you're seeing all these people getting late into the game for ICOs and trying to capitalize on this. Startup companies that have no idea. The, they don't know the first thing about crypto. They don't understand blockchain, but they understand the fact that if they put blockchain and crypto next to their name, they can generate, they can get people to invest millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. We saw that with Long, uh, Long Island Blockchain or something, Long Island Ice-T. They changed their last name, and it was a huge deal, and their stock spiked for a minute, and they got hit by the sec right after. There was a Kodak coin. There was ShipChain. There's all sorts of different ones. And you know what? They all sound really good, and they sound like they can do something amazing. But at the end of the day, like what you got to ask yourself is, does would what tech startups have you ever witnessed that got a $20 million valuation right off the bat. <laughs> Barely any. They need to work up to that. And in blockchain, because there it was in a bubble, people were just throwing their money at it. And they were getting these valuations relatively instantly because there was all this free money rolling around because people got to take advantage of crypto going parabolic. Um, now that there's a bear market, you're seeing lots of these coins. Uh, and you'll start seeing lots of them die out. But lots of them are getting hit. <coughs> Excuse me. Lots of them are getting hit really hard, and they they can't really recover because it's impossible to bring hype. Because right now, 
people are being highly selective. It's not a market right now where... So this podcast, for for reference, is we're in October right now, the middle of October, October 22nd, and 2018. We've experienced a bear market this entire year. Oh yeah, past 10 months, just complete downtrend. Complete downtrend. And now people are being selective. People realize I can't just be in any project and make money. Now people have to be selective. So now the you're seeing the projects that don't have the quality team behind them, that don't have the quality quality marketing, that don't have the quality tech, whatever it, ha- whatever it may be, these projects aren't getting the funding or they're not getting the investment that the good projects are getting and the good projects are starting to flourish a little bit right now while all the stragglers and the ones that were just trying to capitalize on a movement are being weeded out and people are seeing it for what they are. You know, Warren Buffett has a saying that when the tide goes out, that's how you see who's swimming naked. Mm-hmm. And in the sense, I think that this bear market is going to be a real test to see if a project has legitimacy, if it has support, if there's a demand for what they're claiming to provide, and if they can execute. So I, th- I think even though it's been a really negative year, overall, long term, that, as you mentioned, that weeding out process, I think is very beneficial long term to not only... Uh, you know, control the, the speculation aspect of it and the, the bubble aspect of it, but also to, to put them to the test. Mm-hmm. Like, Project X, are you any good? Show us, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, and um, I guess a, a, a good point to highlight is, um, so when you're doing just a, one of the most uh, common uh, sayings in investing is, don't have all your eggs in one basket. Right. It's one of the most common things ever. But in crypto... You, I was looking at it as crypto. There's so many different altcoins. There's Bitcoin. There's Ethereum. There's Ripple. There's all these little small cap coins. There's mid cap coins. There's large cap coins. There's all these different coins I can diversify in. This is awesome. Like if one of these gets hit, if I'm diversified enough, I'll have one that takes off. But in the crypto space, everything hinges on Big Daddy Bitcoin and what Bitcoin does. So. If you that's think right. you're diversified and all your money is in crypto, it's not. You're, that's Crypto is one basket, and it's important to realize that. So it's good to diversify yourself in maybe precious metals, maybe stocks, tech stocks, um, equities, uh, maybe some infrastructure projects, whatever whatever it may be. You know, maybe some maybe your friend's business, like that's or or a mutual fund, stocks, whatever. That's diversifying and then having some in crypto as well, whether it's Bitcoin or whatever. But if you have everything in crypto, this is such a virgin. This is such a new space where it can all it can all go get flipped upside down in a heartbeat just on what the what the what the current leader is doing. So that's that's a big thing to highlight on, because I thought I was protected when I had all these. uh, I I think I think you make a great point. And I just want to ask you, based on your experience, as, as, as someone entering the crypto space uh, for the first time, what would you recommend in terms of you know allocation of uh, exposure to crypto specifically? Um, say you have you know a thousand, ten thousand dollars saved. How would you look at that, seeing what's happening in the market, and then approach that from an investment perspective? I'm well, sure a lot of people are just they're waiting, but they're they're, they're really uncertain right now. And they're not sure if they should get in or if they should wait, they should wait until it comes back or. What would you recommend? Well, first of all, not financial advice. Not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. This is just what I would do personally for myself. I'm not saying anybody else should do it. Absolutely. Um, but 
you know what? It's it's all about waiting and trying to time the market at this point. You know, if when let's say when things were at their pinnacle in January 2018, you know, when things were just about to go on a downtrend, it is wise to not have anything in crypto unless you truly understand the market. Like it would have been wise for me to pull everything I had out, <laughs> just absolutely everything. It would have been wise for a lot of people. That would have been the best move. Maybe it wouldn't have been the best move. Charlie Lee did that. He Charlie, sold the Char- very top. Yeah, well, he sold the very top of Litecoin. I don't know if he got right out of crypto. He might have. I'm, I'm not Charlie Lee. I'm not Guys, his. Charlie Lee was the founder of Litecoin. Yeah, he's founder of Litecoin. He said there was, uh, for some reason, there was a conflict of interest, and that's why he dumped all his coins. Funny enough, he sold the top, and then it went parabolically downward after that. Um, but anyways, um, with... Uh, what were we just talking about with um So yeah, with when so there was a top there. Sure, I could have played the market. I could have shorted a bunch of things. I could have played it perfectly and kept all my money in crypto and I could have got even more gains. But Realistically, I don't understand the market that well. This is such a new market. This is above my head. It's this a wild, wild west, man. This is above many other people's heads. So the easiest and most profitable avenue for me would have been pulling out all my money. And now we've seen the market sort of settle. Bitcoin's at a support level. It's been testing support for a while. There's all these altcoins that are, they look like they're ready to pop on the charts. Now's a good time to maybe put 20% of your portfolio into crypto. Now, and, and really Im- investigate the projects you want to go into. You know, don't get greedy when you see like a 30% or a 50% gain or something like that. Maybe it's time to pull out and go into something that's at another bottom. Maybe it's still a good time to wait. Maybe Bitcoin goes down even further. We really don't know. So you know what? For me to give you any concrete advice on how much of your portfolio, just play what you are willing to lose into crypto. That's the honest truth. You know what? If you're not prepared to lose everything that you're putting into crypto, you're probably not going to sleep well at night. It's probably not a good decision for you. Uh, but you got to really make sure you investigate in this stuff. Like I can't, like everyone's percentage is going to be different based on like what you know and how comfortable you feel with the market. So getting comfortable with the market and understanding how it operates and how you can protect yourself and setting stop losses on trades and whatnot, then you can move forward with gauging your percentages and how you want to operate. You know, I totally agree. In a blockchain camp, we, we definitely encourage people to DYOR, do your own research, don't FOMO into project if you see them moving, but take your time and try to really understand why it is what you're investing, where you're investing. Uh, Greg, we're winding down right now. And before you go, I got to ask you, I'd love to have you come back on again. This has been incredible. Absolutely. I think you're an enlightened individual. Uh, good guy, Greg. We'll link up the Twitter account at uh, in the description, guys. Um, top three coins that you would hold outside of BTC for 20 years. I definitely have to go with Ethereum. Uh, Ethereum's proven itself. There's been so many projects that have been created on Ethereum. It's it's basically where all these little uh, small cap coins and uh, dApps have been made from. It's got its use case. It's going to be around for a while, and it's going to be neck and neck with Bitcoin. Ne- not neck and neck, but it's going to be tailing Bitcoin for a long time. And Vitalik's a genius. Let's just let's just put it out there. He's amazing. I'd also, and I'm 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 just going to give you safe plays right now. I'm not going to give you any of my moonshots or whatever b- big bags that'll 
that have the potential to give you a hundred X, but also have the potential to give you zero X. I'm not going to give you any of those. By the way, zero X, no pun intended. Really good coin to hold right now. Really good coin to hold. But I'm not even going to put that in my list. I'd also go with Ripple. Now, Ripple, Ripple is one of the most hated coins ever, but it also it has the third highest market cap. And it's for a reason. It's because of all the institutional money and all the, the big names that are in it. There's big players in it. It might not fundamentally click with a lot of the people in crypto. And it might not click with, you know, the whole why crypto was created. You know, it's to kind of... It's a know, touch centralized, I understand. Yeah, it's centralized. We're trying to get decentralized. But at the same time... It's proven, and it's it's here to stay, in my opinion. I think there's a lot of vested interest, and it's going to be staying for a while. Um, another coin, you know what? I'm going to go with PoonDX. I think PoonDX is going to be huge. I really do. Uh, its uh, ticker is NPXS. Uh, it's, uh, it's basically, like we were saying before, it's one of those ones that makes it for the crypto illiterate to get into crypto, to spend with their Pundix card, with the Pundix uh, point of sale system, and it allows people to essentially use crypto and, buy, and spend crypto at you know certain restaurants and whatever. Obviously, these restaurants have to be able to accept this card, but the more uh, institutions, the more um, retail uh, venues that start accepting this, allow for the retail investor to start spending their crypto. The more people start spending their crypto and actually using it, instead of just using it as a tool for investment, the the better it is for crypto. The big one of the biggest problems with crypto right now is everyone that's invested in it isn't spending it. We're all just holding it. Everyone's holding and, and, and hoping whales pump our bags and that we you know <laughs> and that we get these huge returns. And if crypto's only use is an investment tool, then it kind of defeats its purpose. Kind of miss the big picture. Yeah, it misses the big picture. Like, why why wouldn't you just go into stocks and safer projects like that when crypto, you know, it's highly volatile and who knows what's going to happen with it? We need uh, these projects like these to flourish so crypto has uh, a bigger name and crypto has you know bigger roots in the in the communities and with um, with people that just aren't in the market yet. We need those people in in it. We just like the dot com boom. Not everybody was all about dot com. Not everyone understood computers. It was over people's heads. But eventually, things made it easier for the common user to get in touch with, and computers became the standard. We need that to be the same thing that happens to crypto. Greg, I think it's interesting that Ethereum, Ripple, and Pundi you just mentioned. They're all tackling the issue of mass adoption. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting because you started out with that being your thesis, that having that gateway that allows people to onboard, get into crypto, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, to get in a lot, get in easier, get in faster, and also, you know, see the things that are being used on a day-to-day -day basis. I really like your I really like your eye for that. Yeah, exactly. I'm being a realist here. I mean, when we all got get into crypto, we just think, you know, all these projects have their own have their own stake in crypto and they all can do amazing but let's be realistic we need some uh, projects that really make it easier for the common person to get into it because if it doesn't become popular then we're going to be at a loss here and we, we we really need that push so i think these projects are good ones to highlight 
All right, good guy, Greg. Thank you again so much for joining us on the podcast today for Blockchain Camp. I would definitely love to see you again in the future. Um, guys, this was incredible. It was uh, mind-blowing. Uh, Greg gave us his experience from getting into the crypto space to some of his top holdings or project he thinks could be the top top winners. And uh, Greg, any last last words? Yeah, do your own research. Don't uh, try and have a contrarian point of view. Like uh, it's easy to get on crypto Twitter and there's a big echo chamber there and you're going to hear people saying the same things and then you're going to want to gravitate to it. But don't don't let Schiller's uh, dictate what you're investing in because lots of those lots of times those people are trying to get you to pump their bags so they can dump on you so you know have a contrarian point of view don't be don't subscribe to the herd mentality do your own research don't huddle you know sell if, if you see a good return takes collect profits on the way up and you know what just like this is um this is your livelihood you're investing your money you worked hard for it just try and protect it at the end of the day the smartest investors aren't the ones that are trying to get the huge gains. They're trying to protect what they have. So, you know, only the pigs get slaughtered, so don't get greedy. Well said. Thank you, good guy Greg. Uh, this has been Richard Green and good guy Greg for another episode for Blockchain Camp. Guys, if you like this, please share it, subscribe, and we leave a link to uh, good guy Greg's Twitter account in the description below. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon.